Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hey everybody, this is The Crit Show, and I'm Rev, and this is episode 5, which is a very special episode, because we were actually able to put together a fairly coherent episode, while at least one of us was super doped up on pain medication after a fun little stint in the ER. See if you can figure out who. We're constantly trying to expand our understanding of Monster of the Week and the Apocalypse system, but we can always use help. If you're listening and you know of something we are really screwing up, some game mechanic or playbook move or rule, you can contact us at thecritshowpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what it is. We may not get it right next time, but we'll sure try. We plan on playing a number of different games on The Crit Show as time goes by, but right now we're playing a game that doesn't really have critical successes. Sure, we've had a number of crit failures, but it's not quite the same. I know we here at The Crit Show have favorite stories about critical successes or critical failures. We already know ours, so we'd like to hear yours. If you've got a favorite story about a natural 20 or a natural 1, send it our way, and we'll start sharing those stories during future episodes. Anyway, that's all for me. All the power coming from the grid goes down into one wire and into the suit of armor. Supercharge the armor. You turn into the theater and you see that the curtain, the stage, everything is engulfed in flames. And, I mean, we just run through alleys and jump fences. Part of the brick over his shoulder just poofs into dust. Someone has just fired a sniper rifle at you guys. Can you get us out of here? I can get us somewhere. TJ appears on the steps outside of the theater, surrounded by cops and the fire department. So, Jake, you are at home. You're not sure where the other two went. Who do you want to go to first? You know who you I go think my, to. my answer he is always, knowingly. it's got to be TJ. TJ, you appear, and Jake's not there. And you feel intense heat behind you and lots of lights in front of you. And there is cops and firefighters, and they kind of jump at your appearance. And then Jake is beside you. Jake, you see fire and cops. And on your appearance, they start to draw weapons. Freeze, freeze. What, hey, where'd you come from? What are you doing? Put your hands up. I want to... Put one hand up and one hand on TJ's shoulder, and then I want to try and teleport us to task. All right. Roll act under pressure. Oh. To get your hand out fast enough before these cops respond. Oh, that's good. Uh, eight. With an eight, you can either teleport too soon before you touch TJ. You can teleport away, but leave something behind <laughs> of yours. Oh. Okay. Or you can teleport away and leave something behind of TJ's. It's going to be a leg. Yeah. When you say leave something behind, you mean a possession? Yeah. Not, not like a, a physical not body, a body part. part. Correct. You're not getting splinched. I mean, I don't know what he's got on him. He's got nunchucks and a multi-tool. Those are the things I know of. Mm-hmm. Good cell phone. And the key fob. One of those things is enough to find us. I assume I'm going to leave behind my hammer if I leave something behind. And it is bullet time. Like you see the cops raising their guns. TJ, I think I'm going to leave behind one of your things. Okay. 
You reach out as you raise your hammer. You're able to touch TJ's shoulder, and you both vanish. And the last thing we see of the burning theater and the cops rushing up is a double-fold wallet hitting the ground and falling open (laughs) to show a driver's license. (laughs) It says Terry James Tincher with an address. You guys appear at Steak and Shake. Out of character. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. In character, you have no idea. Oh, God. Oh, Steak and Shake. Delicious. And do we just see him in there eating his Frisco milk? You do. You do. Walk up to him, and I'm like, well, that didn't go according to plan, but at least we're out. This is fine. This is fine. The cops definitely just saw me and TJ, though. Where? I sent him to the theater. Ooh. And I had to go pick him up. Okay. We'll deal with it. I think we should, we'll deal with I think it. we should call an Uber from here. Yeah, that's not a bad call. Are you guys going to eat? I He's might, eating. Are you guys going to eat? I might order a take-home a sack while we wait for the Uber to show up. Order a jalapeno crunch burger and pull up the Uber app on my phone. Uh, no, you don't have a phone. Oh my God, I lost my phone. That's and right. his is dead. Yeah. His is dead and yours is gone too, isn't it? Yep. You can't literally call an Uber, can you? It's all... Nope. No, uh-uh. <laughs> We need a ride. We need to call somebody to give us a ride or something. Uh, yeah, I go to the just the counter and say, hey, can you guys call us a cab? Oh, sure. Uh, it'll be here in seven to ten minutes. And are you having the cab take you to your house? You said downtown. Oh, yeah, you said downtown. We should go to IPT. IPT, yeah. Maybe they can help us out a little bit. All right. Yeah, so you get in the cab. And they take you to IPT. Are there people at IPT 24-7? Yeah, absolutely. You know, things go bump in the night, so to speak. So um, there is certainly a team that is essentially there to take calls or be doing research on, you know, reports and things like that that might be coming in that would give us a tip. You're able to get there. You put in your code. You get inside the building. And Margaret is there. You boys look like hell. Yeah, it went bad. It all went real bad. Well, you brought with you a rather motley-looking crew. Who are your friends? When you asked me if I had any other help that I could potentially find, these are them. Hi, I'm Jake. Hold up my hand to shake. I'm Margaret. I'm Teej. Hello, Teej. How are you? I'm worse for wear. Oh, yeah. Road hard, put to bed wet kind of thing. Uh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't leave the theater in too bad a condition, did you? Oh, it's on fire. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, how is it? Last I checked, it was literally on fire. It was on fire. I accidentally set it ablaze with a, a bunch of wiring, faulty wiring. Oh. Yeah, my bad. Hey, but uh, no more Solbat, right? Yeah, yeah, huh. All right. So what do you boys need? We're, Medical attention. We're all really bad right now. And a place to crash until things cool down. That is not a joke about the building burning down, but it is now. Uh. But it's... And what is this theater equipped with? Uh, weird tech gadgets and cover identities. Yeah, all right. Um, I think we got something that should be able to fix you boys up. You be careful. Basically, what it does is we took this from a werewolf that we had killed. Some of the boys down in the lab were able to harness some of the cells in their bodies that regenerate from wounds and mix that with some time travel magic. And we inject that into your body and it speeds up time in your body so that you get a werewolf's regeneration for a moment, but like it had been a couple days. Be careful, it's addictive. So don't use it too often. And I'd say that there are other known side effects, but really we've only used it a handful of times. Yep, fine by me. Cool. I'll take one shot. Well, I'm only giving each of you one shot. Oh, well then, great. Then I don't want anything else after that. And she leads you down into one of the labs. There's a couple of guys down there working. And you can see that there are a couple of creatures down there that they're doing tests on. 
and they are trying to use technology to replicate some of the abilities of these creatures by harnessing cells or energy from them and then mixing it with technology. And she brings you over to a large case attached to the wall, and there is different serums in it. And she takes out a number of needles and goes down the line, gives each of you a shot. And it's pretty weird and pretty fast. You feel this sudden urge to eat raw meat, like you just start salivating, and you smell fear, and then you feel fine, and your damage is healed. Well, that was unique. Oh my god, that was like instant gratification. Like I said, it's it's fairly addictive. All right, well, we're good. I think we need to buckle down and sort of consolidate what we know, and tomorrow we should give Rev a call, meet up with him at his place, and figure out where to go from here. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Do you have uh, some cots that we could crash in somewhere? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's the equity cots back at the theater you can sleep in. That'll do. So you guys make your way downstairs, deeper into the theater, in their green room, actually, for two of you. It's like, oh, I hadn't seen this green room before. It kind of does look like the one that we just burned down. I deserve that. No, you don't deserve that. It was really TJ who burned it down. (laughs) I helped. That's fair. You see a couple of cots laid out. What do you do? Uh, Get ready to go to bed. Take the armor off. Set set it down next to the cot. You need some help with that, man? Set the hammer down. I don't think I do. It's a relatively light armor. Just empty my pockets and crash hard, I imagine. Yeah, guns on the floor, fall onto the cot. Okay. I um, fall onto the cot myself as well. As I'm laying there, I realize that oh, I still have all stuff in my pockets. And I reach into my back pocket. You realize that your wallet's not there. I'm feeling for my front pocket again. It's not there. Even if you check okay. your prison pocket, it's not there either. <laughs> <laughs> Did I forget that at home? Huh. I must have forgot it at home. Do you leave your wallet at home sometimes? Sometimes. Just because the other day you gave me a big speech about whenever I'm out, I have three things on me. I always have my <laughs> I wallet. I do. <laughs> and my keys you're right (laughs) called out oh crap oh crap guys yeah buddy have you seen my wallet um no why would i i I don't know i thought maybe i might have left it in tass's car oh my god did you leave your wallet in the car face down on the cot i swear to god i'll kill you with my own hands and as he makes that statement you i don't know if you were clear-headed enough to think about it before but your car is outside of this burned down theater with a license plate on it well if it's in the car then that's two of us made i wonder what piece of identification i left behind somewhere but i think we crossed that bridge in the morning you do see there is a cord in the outlet in the green room for a phone i plug my phone in so your phone sits for a couple of moments and powers on and right as it powers on it starts to ring do i recognize the number you do it's your mother oh hey madre what's up tj why are the cops here looking for you uh mom mommy (laughs) (laughs) madre i love you hang up so you hang up on your mother yeah, I, I've got to spare her all of this as much as possible, and lying to my mom would just make this worse. What was that about? Uh, it was my mom. The cops are at my house. Oh my god, no. Uh, How? I assume it's because they found my wallet. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's... um. Give me your phone. Why? He's going to put it on Do Not Disturb. Give him my phone. I break it in half. Come with me. You know what? I've always wanted to get rid of phone. I, I've been looking at my phone for far too long. It's time to live life a little bit. Here we go. I need to stop looking at my life through an Instagram filter. That's right. Um, leading them back to Margaret. Yeah, she's up in the main office. Uh, do you have a minute? You, you need something else? Yeah. How I, you feeling from that? It's like seven days worth of uh, a werewolf regeneration in like three seconds. 
it worked pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, it worked really, really well. Yeah, I feel really good. I've had this erection I can't get rid of. Oh, yeah, that's the red rocket effect. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought. <laughs> no, I hate this. If you look, I don't, don't look. look, though. I don't look. <laughs> you don't want to know. Eyes to the sky. I'm not looking below anybody's waist for a while. So we have a situation, and... Uh, Besides the burnt down theater? Yeah. Move. He's been made, and I can only imagine what it looks like that we just purposefully went in and set a building on fire. Oh, what do you mean he's been made? I, think I don't he... mean the terminology, but what happened? I understand <laughs> the lingo. <laughs> I thought you might. We think he lost his wallet. They're looking for him, the police. Oh. We've already gotten to his house. Oh. I was hoping maybe we could do something for him as far as uh, as a cover. Uh, what do you mean, do something for him as a cover? I mean, your cover identity is just kind of, you work at a different place, and you aren't, like, I can justify your car being there, because you were looking at the theater for us. Sure, sure, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we can justify him having been there with me, with the fact that... Were you seen? We were. Both of you. TJ yeah. and I, yeah. They have anything of yours? Not to my knowledge. But they did see him teleport away. Who? Both of them. Oh. Look, I, I know he's just Joe off the street to you and to this company, but I would literally be dead if I had tried to go in there on my own. These two are legit. They're good at what they do. I barely did anything to kill that soul bat. What's your name again? Tej. Well, That's your Christian name? Uh, no, it's Terry. Hmm. And where's the jizz come from? No, the I, I, could I, guess. I could show you, but I don't oh think... Oh, God, Thread Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, uh, it's Terry James Tincher. What, and what do you do, Terry James Tincher? I work at a bookstore. No, what do you do that makes me give a shit of saving you? He... Uh, did I ask you? How long you been working here? Well, two years. How long you been working here? A week. Yeah, and if it was my new job, I wouldn't be cutting off my superior mid-conversation. You're not answering my question. Uh, I build things. I built out of his car a power suit of armor that utilized all the lights in his vehicle to stop the soul bat. Really? In like five minutes. Hmm. Follow me. And she takes you downstairs. Uh, you guys go past the laboratory where the men in the lab coats are working to a room that is just filled with what you would assume is junk. It is scraps. It is electronics. It is pieces of old cars, tractors. There is the top of a tank. There are helicopter blades. It is a massive room just filled with things. Make me something. I'm going to Weird Science together. Mm -hmm. a, a PlayStation. I really want a new PlayStation. No, maybe later. But right now, I'm going to create a robot that when it's turned on, it goes to the most beautiful person in the room and hands them flowers. Roll it. I got an 11. All right. All right. Nice. So what is your condition? It requires my... huge amounts of power or fuel. But you don't have any problem finding that in here. So you construct, what does the robot look like? It looks like, do you guys remember in Futurama, there was the little greeting card that, that started an uprising with Bender? Yes. Right. It looks like that, like a little stick person, but within the tubings and everything, whenever it pulls out the flowers, it's a full on bouquet of flowers. 
Oh, so it almost uses a magician's trick wand mm-hmm. hidden bouquet thing. Yeah. So its arms are like made out of trick wands. Yes. And then it takes huge amounts of power or fuel. Are you powering it through some alternative source? Like is this little thing fusion powered or is it carrying around behind it a stack of 20 car batteries? <laughs> is it connected to a generator so it's dragging wires behind it? What is the big source of power? It's got to be plugged in. It's always dragging around a little cord and everything. And so you make this and you turn it on and it walks over to Jake, pulls out some flowers and hands them to him. (laughs) And she looks at you and she's like, I'm supposed to be impressed that you made a robot that gives your boyfriend flowers. I take a deep smell of the flowers. I am so soothed. I'm so pleased. Uh, not only did it just give him flowers, it picked out the exact most beautiful person in this room. Don't say that, this part out loud. Don't say this to her. <laughs> that takes a lot of processing power, and also it takes a lot of aesthetic AI. How does that help me kill monsters? It helps you kill monsters because I can also program it to pick out any kind of attributes that you need monsters, that monsters have that can help to kill those monsters. Did you just have a stroke? I did, I think. <laughs> This is cute. I don't know if we're having a laugh. Show me something that tells me the time, the effort, and the money it would go into saving you will be worth it to my agency and my men. You just told me you built a suit of armor that defeated a soul bat, and then you made me a pipe cleaner that gives out flowers. Hey, make something for me to train against. Make something that can fight me. I will make a sparring partner for Jake with swords for hands. What else is it made out of? I love it. Like any other interesting pieces, or is it just the only thing that matters are the helicopter blades, I assume, are the sword hands? Right. I mean, it has like pressure points on it. So like whenever he hits those things, like those certain pressure points, Mm -hmm. the certain parts of its body fall off to make it harder or easier for him as he likes. All right. Roll it. That would be a four. (laughs) So what happens? What does it say on a six or less? Uh, Something goes horribly wrong. You make this robot with propellers for hands to fight with Jake, and you turn it on. The blades start whirling, and it turns to the flower robot and just chops it up. And then starts eating the pieces with this really strange metallic mouth that you made to like be knocked sideways to show that it had been injured in the jaw. And you realize that you have accidentally made a technological cannibal, that this thing hungers for the electronic parts of other robots. And it starts to like dig through the trash heaps looking for other things. <laughs> Bruh, you made a robot zombie. Did. Oh God, it's eating other robots and or electronics. Ugh. And you see like... A montage of a like a an eighties movie where we're seeing flashes of famous robots through our childhoods, and you see that like oh they're old and they're rusted and they happen to be in this junkyard they're being eaten by this other robot oh god yeah it's pretty gruesome do I need to hurt this thing or not I mean right now it's just focused on eating its kin I mean it does have pressure points um, on it so um, you could um, um, you could bust it up it's not a problem I mean I made it to where it would basically fall apart as soon as you um, hit it um, in certain um. areas well you also made it to not eat other robots so I'm not sure I trust your design right now. <laughs> 
You did so good with the flower bot, though. I know. It just, it was very inspiring. How about I give you a little instruction? Sure. I can see you're minded towards conventional weapons. Really the best builders, I think, outside the box. You fought against this soul bat, and you knew that it was weak to light. Instead of making a light gun, you made a suit of armor covered in light so that you could get up close to it and grapple with it, and it would be damaged. That's thinking outside the box. So we've got a creature that, let's say we have a creature that feeds off of the color of the world. Off the color of the world? Yep. It can take the spectrums of light and turn them into emotional powers. I want you to make me a device that makes the world around you black and white. If you're going to work for us, you got to expand your mind a little bit. It's not all guns and armor. It's about devices that solve the problem with that creature. So I want you to build me something that makes the room and everyone and everything in it look like it's in The Wizard of Oz. But like the first part of The Wizard of Oz. Is there a black and white TV I could find? Yeah. I assume there's a bunch of prisms and things like that that I can look up. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's a gun, but it's got like a little mini TV on it and it shoots black and white light. And the mix of these two suck the color out of whatever it hits. It's almost like it sprays it with black and whiteness. All right. Roll it. I got an 11. The requirement on it is it needs a rare and or weird material. And what might that material be? I believe that is up to you. It needs a cursed diamond. Ooh. And you know that. So this isn't going to work completely, Margaret. I need something from you guys if you have it. What's that? A cursed diamond. Oh. She reaches in her pocket. (laughs) And she pulls out a ring and she throws it to you. That's from my second marriage. Pretty sure that counts. <laughs> Give it a try. Uh, do you mind if I take this apart? Oh, please do. I uh, get some tweezers. I undo the little clasps on the diamond. I pull it out and I place it into the machine. All right. So um, I just start on one side of the room and just shooting the room and turning it all black and white. And you do it to everything and everyone in the room? Well, not to everyone. I'm not going to blast my friends with it. That's not very she nice. She said. Everything in the room. Okay, well then I... Sorry about this task. And he's black and white. Okay. And then I hit Jake with it. Sorry, Jake. No, suck it. I angel wings behind him. (laughs) Oh, now it's become target practice. You better get him. Just reach back behind me and blast him. Just over the shoulder, blast me. Excellent. Uh, I thought I got you. Yeah, something I saw in a movie once. I start walking around like Charlie Chaplin. You find some grease paint on the (laughs) ground that you can put on a mustache. Good, guys. And then I'm like, sorry about this, Margaret. Oh, look at that. Takes out her phone and takes a picture of herself and of you guys. No filter needed. (laughs) Damn it. Wait a minute. I thought you said this was for some kind of creature. Well, hypothetical creature. There's stuff we're fighting all the time that we don't know what it does. I just made up a scenario. Oh, great. It's for a creature called the Instagram. I wasn't going to like let a monster loose in here or something. I told you, though. He's legit. So how does it wear off? Yep. Yep. What? You didn't ask me about that. I just asked you about it. Well, just now, but you didn't ask me about that before when I made it. That's fine, but how? I don't know. Oh. I don't know how it wears off. I guess I could try and make a machine to... Do we have to paint ourselves every morning now? (laughs) (laughs) The painted man, he haunts my dreams. No, I just have to have a different color TV. Oh my god, you just put in the cathode from a color TV instead of a black and white TV? Yep. You test that theory? Sure. It works? Good. I love it. All right. 
All right. It took some prodding, but that's interesting. But um, I've got a room full of guys upstairs who can do this. That's why we got this room to keep them on their toes. What's special about you? I'm kind of glancing over my shoulder at Jake again. The gods want him alive and protected. I don't know why. They didn't tell me that part. What gods? Norse gods. Hmm, Which one? Presumably Odin. Based on, and I just kind of like hold up the hammer and channel some energy through it. Might be kind of a one trick because he kind of made the same person twice here. Has he talked to you? He doesn't like talk to me in that I hear a voice more that I am implanted with visions and feelings. I have been given one task in my life and it is to protect him. Roll manipulate someone. Uh, okay, that is, that's a 12. So you say that he's important enough that some Celtic, Greek, who was it again? What god? Norse. Norse god gave you power specifically to protect him. So you're kind of a package deal. I think we can do something to help your friend out. We've been looking for someone to test this new technology on. What kind of new technology? Yeah. Well, everything we do here mixes science and magic and some of the creatures that we combat's natural abilities. We've found a way to take a vampire's glamour ability where it can look like something else. If you tell someone who you are or share with them some deep connected moment, something that only that person would know, they'll see you for who and what you actually are. The only problem is can't be taken off. It uses a little bit of your blood to work. It's not going to cost you any permanent harm, but you can't undo it, except by the condition I just told you, and that's a one-on-one basis. Someone that works for us that doesn't seem to exist anytime they're caught. No record of them on file. No history of them. You're ours in the field until we tell you otherwise. There's pay. There's good benefits. But you're going to work off quite a debt and not a debt of money. That's what I can offer you. Are you telling me that I'm going to be someone completely different than who I am right now? Well, you're going to look different and you're going to sound different to anybody that you don't share the secret with. It'll get the cops off your back and, well, you're going to have to come up with some story as to why you're not around anymore because you won't be around anymore. If it gets the cops off my mom and dad, that's all that's really important. All right. All right. I'll do it. This sounds like a step towards destiny, bub. Whatever these gods are that want something for you, this seems like the next step, you know what I mean? I'll give you till 9 o'clock in the morning if you want to say goodbye to anybody. Be in the lab where we gave you the shots, 9 a.m. sharp. I'll see you boys later. She turns and walks out. Uh, Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go say goodbye to my mom and dad. I'll, um, I'll get you there, buddy. Thanks. We see the outside of TJ's childhood home, where his family has lived their entire lives. Jake and TJ appear outside of it. TJ turns to Jake and thanks him and walks inside. Jake sits down, looks out at the stars, thinking about what's happening now to the man he's supposed to protect. We see through the window of the house a somewhat tearful goodbye. He's not really able to explain exactly what's going on or why he has to go and why he has to go away so far, but he promises them that he'll write and that someday they'll see him again, but for now he has to go. And you can see that it is hard for them to understand or accept, but eventually they do. TJ walks out of the front door of his house and turns back to look at it one last time and feels a hand on his shoulder. We see that it's Jake who asks, are you ready? TJ responds, I've actually got one more stop I'd like to make. 
We see a small house in a suburb. The pair appear outside of it. TJ starts to walk towards the door and realizes, oh my god, it's five o'clock in the morning. How would I do this? And he turns around and walks back towards Jake and halfway there stops, rummages through his pockets and pulls out a notepad. He takes a pen from his other pocket and jots something down, walks over to the mailbox, tears the note from the notepad, folds it up and puts it in the mailbox and lifts the flag. He looks up at the house and smiles. They meet mid-driveway. Jake again asks, are you ready? TJ steals one last glance at the house and with a smile says, I am. It is nine o'clock. Are you guys going to join TJ here for this, whatever is going to happen to him to change him? Yeah, I don't think we want to leave him alone for this. I think we want to be there. Yeah, I definitely go. Okay. Guys, I don't want you here. Okay, go away. (laughs) Go on, kid. I'm a big boy. Margaret comes in and one of the tech guys from the previous night joins her. The technician goes over and opens up a small steel case. And inside of it is a ring with two gems on it. One of them is blood red. The other one is clear. And he walks it over to you and holds it out. Margaret says, you ready? Yep. All right. And she plucks the ring out of his hand and hands it to you. Put it on my left middle finger, my favorite of all my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) And I just slip it down. As you slide the ring down on your finger... You feel this strange, like something is touching your finger very lightly. And you can see as you look down that there are all these tendrils, almost like cilia, coming off of the ring. And you can see them start to weave into your finger like they are sewing themselves to your flesh. It hurts for a moment, but not bad. The ring on your finger, as I said, has one red gem and one clear gem. And as you feel the ring tighten, the other gem starts to fill with what you assume is your blood and become red. And you see the other gem empty. And as it empties, you feel this little burst of power inside of you. Jake and Tass, you see this shimmer appear over TJ. And standing before you is not TJ anymore. You see this red-haired man with just the right amount of five o'clock shadow, blue eyes, and pale skin. The image fades away. You know this is TJ, and for some reason being present at this moment disperses the magic, but you do get a brief glimpse of what the rest of the world sees when they look at him now. Margaret looks at you, then turns and walks across the room to where a printer has just finished printing a number of documents. She picks them up and shuffles through them, nods with approval, and walks over to you and hands them to you. It's a birth certificate, social security forms and tax forms, a contract for employment, all filled out except for the places where a photo should go. Your eyes scan across the documents and you see the name printed there is Roger Jameson. She looks at you and smiles and says, Welcome to the IPT. So TJ has had his induction ceremony, and you guys are in the commissary eating lunch. Is there anything you want to do today? Uh, Yeah, I think we need to find you. Kind of uh, deconstruct what in the hell happened. Do we get new phones from IPT? Yeah, as you guys left, they had a little packet for you of phones and (laughs) some loner car keys, since 
your car is garbage. Oh, yeah. what's Ooh, the rental? Yeah. What do we yeah. got? You're not going to like it. Oh. Um, it's my car, isn't it? No, it is a uh, 2003 PT Cruiser. No. I'm all uh, right with that. I would oh. rather vomit in my mouth and swallow it again than drive a PT I'm Cruiser. I'm going to wreck this car on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Wait till you see what you get next. You guys are so unappreciative. Then you can drive. Okay, happily. Yeah, enjoy um, that piece of garbage. Shotgun. Okay, yeah, so I'll text Rev. Hey, man, sorry for the delay, but we finally got new phones. Where are we supposed to meet you today? He gives you an address, and it's basically across the street from that steak and shake. We'll head to the garage, and I'm driving. And I drive to the address that he sent me. Oh, it's one of those PT cruisers with the like color-changing purple to green. That sucks. Does it have a like a vanity plate? It does. It says It's my favorite thing now is just making him make something up right now. Uh it says uh IPT Cruise. God damn it. I regret that. Oh. I that's regret that. Not bad, but at the same time, I hate it. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe you've done this. Okay. We drive to the place. No, we don't. What's I'm it? irate. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> So you guys arrive at the building, and you go inside, and you see that he had told you it is apartment B12, and that's actually in the basement. The first floor is A's, and then the basement is B's. Does it look like a one-story building from the outside? It doesn't. Well, how many is it? It looks like maybe three. Well, if B is down, then what's up? You can't find anything. There's no stairs going up. But there's like a ceiling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay, well, I'm going to go downstairs and find uh, the door to B12. Yeah, it's at the end of the hallway. There are 12 doors in this hallway, uh, six on each side. And I knock on it. Your phone vibrates. Uh, I'm going to look at it. It's a text from me, and it says, is that you guys? Yep, send. You hear a couple of clicks and a chain, and then the door opens, and I peek out. Hey, who the hell's this? Hey, man. Why are you bringing Ron Howard's younger brother here? This is... Hey, he called you his younger brother, so that's that's something. Uh, This is Roger. Rev, Mm -hmm. um, remember that time I I went to your house? And in actuality, it was your apartment in college. What? Have you known me since college? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You've known me since college, especially... Oh, Willie! Uh, no, 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 no. That's the redhead I know. Uh, remember that time that Tej came over to your house or apartment and he was playing Spider-Man 2 on, on your Xbox and... He accidentally turned off the power to his ex- to your Xbox oh, when, when he was saving. He thought he like was was saving something he should have, so he yanked the cord out so that it wouldn't save. Yeah, and then it wiped the system. And it wiped the system. Yeah, I remember. TJ, me. What the? Oh God, are you a vampire? No, 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 oh no. Ugh, 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 gross. Right? Show him the right? ring. Show him the ring. Oh yeah. Uh, check this out. I got this cool ring. We're engaged. And uh, <laughs> it's on my second or my first favorite finger of all is time. Is that blood inside of that diamond? Is uh, that a blood it, diamond? Yeah, it's a blood diamond. <laughs> That's not the same kind. No, uh, it's. Oh, I different. mean, it's my blood. Wait, what kind do you mean? I mean, like a blood diamond, like a clear, empty diamond that takes your blood to power magic. Oh, oh. yeah. Then, then yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I had to disguise myself because. Apparently, some assassin 
knows my face and all that sort of good stuff. Well, and, mostly also, and also the cops. The cops. Yeah. And I was going to say, if it was an assassin, why didn't they, like, do they not care about you two? Yeah, no, it's mostly he just needs deep cover now because oh. uh, they have his wallet. At the police station where they do criminal investigations. Oh. So, uh, you going to let us in? Or are we just going to chill out? Oh, here yeah, the yeah. I'm and... sorry. I wasn't going to let Mitch from Modern Family into my house, but now that I see that's <laughs> you. Why wouldn't you let Mitch from Modern Family into your house? Yeah. He's a dick. Like, he does not deserve Cam. Yeah, guys, come on in. I'm sorry. I just, I was startled by the unfamiliar face. Understandably. And we enter his domicile. Yeah, he closes the door and you see that he's got a series of locks on the back of the door. Not all of them look like locks. Like one of them looks like a leaf with a twig on it that he puts across the door. And one of them looks like half of an arcane symbol. And there's a piece of chalk hanging there. And he redraws the other half on the frame of the door. Fancy. Well, this line of work, you got to be careful of all kinds of different stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, is there any like furniture to sit down on or to plop down on? There's actually just a hallway and then a stairwell going up. Oh, this is not an apartment at all. There's an entryway. Yeah, yeah, the, the basement ones are lofts. Uh, yeah, come on up. As you come up the stairs, you can see that there are little rooms sec- sectioned off. There's an area that's got a bunch of chairs and books and bookshelves. There's an area that is a kitchen. There's an area that's a bedroom. You can also see what almost looks like an operating table or an examination table with uh, some various supplies around it. Is it at least clean, this operating table? Or is it not like blood and no, no, it's and everything? Very, yeah, it's very clean. Oh, okay. You really got uh, you really got a spread here, bub. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. They kind of set you up with the location and any of the stuff that you might need uh, based off the job. And so I've just been collecting stuff that I've had to use throughout the time I've been doing this. Um, when did you become a doctor? Uh, never. Oh, I'm just, just curious about the operating table. Oh, that's just for, you know, if someone gets injured or if I get injured, you know, you want to have a clean, sterile place to try to take care of that stuff. Oh, okay. Do you have this whole building? No, no, just, just this one apartment. So, Rev, uh, we were thinking, mm-hmm. you know, that you should probably go ahead and just you know, fill us in, man, because I think we're a little taken aback. What do you want to know? Just anything that you think you might know that would help us out with this. Like, this is clearly something we want to start kind of investigating. There was an invisible person trying to murder us that, what, they sucked this ley line dry? Like, what in the world? And any input about this world, this is not stuff that we really know, you know? Yeah, Anytime that I've seen a ley line used like that, it's a group of people doing some kind of ceremony. You know, sometimes they can naturally go dry. I mean, I guess we assume naturally. I guess something could be using them. Actually, that's kind of unsettling. I never thought about that before because energy isn't really created or destroyed. It only, hmm. But yeah, anyway, yeah, you know, sometimes the ley lines are dry. um, So I guess that things have to be using them. But the ones that we let people know about, I mean, we know the kind of rituals or the things they're trying to power with them if it's some spell or some piece of arcane technology or whatever. Like I said, I've never seen a person be able to do it, but you said there was only one set of footprints down there, right? Yeah, there was one set of footprints down there, and then there was a ritual site on the roof, too. What do you mean, a ritual site? Like, the same candle layout was on the roof, and if I were to put money on it, I'd say directly straight up above it. Really? Yeah. 
And he goes over to one of the bookshelves and pulls a book off and starts flipping through it. You know, I've never seen this specific layout before of candles around a ley line. Because a lot of times with candles and a ley line, it's specifically to help channel the energy. But I don't understand how this would help, especially if it's just a single person. But you said that you think the same pattern was on the roof? Yeah, it, it was definitely the same pattern. And I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was directly above where it would have been in the basement. How much of the stuff did you guys get to explore while you were there? Like, I don't know what you guys found before you found me. Uh, not much. I mean, really, we were in the door and dealing with those imps. Um, and from there on out until we got you and, and headed to where that ley line was, there was not a lot of investigation. Uh, I didn't investigate a darn thing. It was survival. Do you guys have some time? Yeah. Would you mind going back, not to the theater, but around the theater? I've got this hunch that, look here, and he opens the book, and you can see inside the book, it shows a pattern of candles. It's not the pattern that was there, it's just a pattern. And you can see that it's repeated multiple times, and it shows it in depth, that it goes through levels. Oh, sort of like a, a 3D, three-dimensional mm -hmm. sort of stack. Then at the very top level of it, the same pattern is repeated, but much further away. You use the candles to focus an energy and then keep something kind of contained in a bubble. Do you think you guys could go see if around the theater there are candles out there? It's kind of a long shot, but something about it just feels feels right. Mechanically, he's using one of his moves and got to know that this is part of a ritual. I don't want people to think I'm just metagaming for you. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I can't imagine by now there'd still be just cops and stuff wandering around a charred building. Um, I'd say if we're going to do it, the time is now. Sure. And I mean, they're not going to recognize me anyway because of my disguise. So, right. I mean, right. There's yeah. no reason to recognize me. I'm a little questionable, but we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. You have like a, a hat and some sunglasses? Oh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe disguise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind, go out and look around the area around the theater and see if you can find, do you remember where they were laid out in the roof? Like if you could kind of do geography, you might know exactly where to look. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, I know where it was on the roof. And if there's something about that, that would kind of give me an idea of where I should look on the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you can remember where the the candle layout. Uh, and there'd just be a bigger layout in that same way. Uh -huh. around, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, we can handle that. All right. All right. So this is where I um, tossed Jake the keys that I had pickpocketed from his pocket to him real casual style over my shoulder and say, all right, let's go. Everyone at the table seems dubious about that. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> I demand a roll. That's fair. What would this be, I guess? Uh... Uh, it depends. Are you trying to do it so that you look cool, or are you trying to do it for some <laughs> actual reason? Just to look cool. Other uh, than cool. Okay. Real cool. That is an eight. Okay, so mixed success. Uh, yeah, you slip your hand into Jake's pocket, <laughs> and you get the keys, and as you start to pull them out, his gum comes with them, and you put it in your mouth, and it's not a flavor you like. So I'm chewing on it, but I'm trying to look snazzy, and yeah. I toss him the keys and it's, say, let's ride. It's not even like a flavor you don't like. It tastes like the gel that the dentist puts in your mouth, Oh, and it's ew. the flavor you hate the most. But I'm selling it, baby. Yeah. I mean, they can kind of tell. Okay. Um, Let's go. Yeah, are we going to pick an Arian Park and look around on foot, or are we going to just drive around and look out the windows and hope we see candles? We should probably get on foot and 
Okay, well, then how far are we going? And he would tell you before you left that it needs to be on the same plane. So it would at least be as high up, if not higher, than the ones on the roof of the theater. Okay, so we're looking for rooftops. Okay, where are you going? Um, so if we, well, first, just like going past the theater, is it gone? Like, ha- what, what was the fire damage? Oh, I see. It's gutted. It's not gone because a large part of it was stone. And so the frame is still there. Okay, but like no walkable roof? No, the roof is there. The roof was stone. Oddly okay. enough, we established that. We did. Yeah. Do I think I could climb a ladder on the side and go up? You do. Okay. Yeah, I would want to climb up there first and see if there's just a wider pattern on the roof, like if it was just this rooftop. You get up and go around to where you knew the original pattern was, and it's just a little puddle of hard wax. Mm. The fire has melted everything. So you want to walk around and explore the roof? Yeah, absolutely. See if I can find any more puddles. Yeah, you don't see any. Okay. All Uh, right. So it's probably not just a bigger pattern. I'm going to look out across the horizon, see if there are any buildings that look somewhat similar to the, the height that we're at. Yeah. Roll investigate a mystery. We'll do. You're trying to figure out where these candles might be located that are the same height as they were in this theater. That would be a six. I'm so glad I have this ability now that just lets me teleport to anybody I know well. I never have to lose him again. Every time I turn <laughs> around and he's gone, I just got to go, huh, and then whoop, and I'm right next to him again, which I do when he disappears and ends up on the roof. Okay. So you teleport onto the roof next to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's standing right near the edge and you start to fall. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> we'll have to roll like a D4 or something to decide which side of him you appear on. Oh, he's my in a bad situation. God. Oh, shoot. Or do you, unless you want to decide now, like, do you always appear on his right side? Do you always appear in front of him? Do you always appear on his left side? Do you appear behind him? On his shoulders? Creepily behind me? Like, uncomfortably close? Like, <laughs> trying to get the gum out of his pocket close? On his right. Okay. So you're looking out over the city, trying to figure out where these candles could possibly be. And you look down and you see Tass's essentially frame of a car that you guys have left behind. And you realize that you have his keys in your pocket still. So you fish him out, and you're kind of looking at him and fiddling with the key fob, and all of a sudden Jake appears on your right side, and it startles you, and you push the button, and for a brief moment, the horn goes off on the car. It only lasts for like 17 seconds, but it goes for some reason. Um, what? Um, what indeed? Uh, I want to climb back down and head over to the car. Is it really still going off? Is it literally 17 seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I want to go over to the car and... Try and figure out how it could possibly be doing this without a battery. Like, is the hood still up and shit? Yeah, I mean, the hood is gone. Is gone? Yeah, it's part of the armor, or it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking for, but, like, looking in the spot where a battery would normally be, Uh seeing if, like, somehow there's battery goo left? I don't understand electronics at all, (laughs) evidently. Um... TJ, did you go with him? Did you stay on the roof? No, I went with him. Okay. Because I wanted I to also help him went out. Down. Oh, okay. Anybody know anything about cars? Who's looking in the car? Jake just admitted that he doesn't know what to look for. He thinks there might be battery goo. <laughs> <laughs> like, if left to my own devices, I'm going to stick something metal in here and electrocute myself, probably. He's going to take a spoonful of the battery goo and, and taste it. it. Yeah. Mm, yes, it's done. This is good. Oh, no. Mm, it's ready. This defeats my armor. <laughs> I do know that um, usually they have fuses, and then there's also the, oh, what is it called? Engine. <laughs> no, it's an electronic thing that uh, splits off the battery into- Spark plug. Yeah, it's a spark plug. <laughs> sure. The, Why ro- not? the rotor girder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Transmission. Nope. 
the alternator. There we go. The alternator. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't yeah. think of that. I look at the alternator to see if something's up with it. Okay. Uh, what are you looking for? Are you just looking at it? Um, are you getting inside, I'm trying to turn lo- it around? Yeah, I'm, take uh, it apart? I'm getting inside to see the alternator, see if it's like connected to any other power source besides the battery. Okay. I'll help him out however I can. Like when I see him diving in under the hood, trying oh, to like like point out the battery goo so he doesn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, don't get, don't eat that battery goo. It's not good. <laughs> no, like if I That's need to my like favorite Pokemon is battery goo. If I need to like hold anything out of the way or like hold a flashlight for him so he can see better or you know, all right, anything like that. I'm just yeah, trying to um, be an extra set of hands. Roll roll help out. Seven. So TJ, you get a plus one as you try to investigate the mystery of how is the car got a little bit of power in it. Okay. Oh, that's a great roll. I didn't need the plus one, but I do appreciate you holding that flashlight. I've got a 14. All right. You get a hold two. And as you hold the flashlight for him to kind of look around and peek throughout, you take a step backwards and you slip on some of the oil that has drained out of the car. Tass, you see Jake starting to stumble backwards into traffic. Oh, no. Battery goo. Got me again. Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bidecennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you. And your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books. And that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring subject. Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.